Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime News and Reviews Podcast. This is your host, Speedy, and with me today are Colton and Blake. That. What do you do? That was the noise, wasn't it? That was me beatboxing. Oh. Okay. Oh! That was not that bad, actually. That was pretty cool. Alright, so today. Blake's been waiting for that moment. Uh, true. He's, he practiced it in secret. It's just like, one of these days. Somebody's going to ask me to hit a little... <laughs> a little extra something, so... Well, let's have something on the side. Popeye's with a, with a biscuit. Alright, so today we're going to do Demon Slayer uh, Season 2, Entertainment District Part 2. This, this will be the second part of it. Um, this is us re-recording it. We tried to record it before, uh, something happened to the audio, whatever. I tried to record another episode with Colton about One Piece. That didn't work out, so that's why it's been a while, and I apologize, but I think I have everything working okay now, and hopefully nothing decides to crap out on me. Been a while. Yeah, that. Oh my head so with this episode, we're going to finish Demon Slayer, and then we'll give you a news episode, and then we will give you uh, Dragon Maid, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. We'll probably just go through season one to talk about it, discuss it. It'll be a little different because of the just the style is different. Um, I doubt we'll go into season two, but I do recommend you watch it. I argue two is better than one. Depends on what the case. Uh, you can find us Spotify, Google, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search Anime News and Reviews. You should find us on Twitter as well. Um, because of all the issues, I haven't really put much. But as long as everything will be fixed, I should be able to be okay with updating everyone. Um, so yeah, uh, let's go. Blake, let's get let's get through this Demon Slayer arc. Let's do it! We're just coming out of the whole Tanjiro going epic Chad mode with his freaking uh, bloodshot yep. eyes literally pumping the vessels at him and using his Hinokami Kagura until he yep. pretty much exhausted himself trying to beat Daki and All that adrenaline. coming close but ultimately still failing. And then, yeah, so Nezuko shows up as he's basically on the verge of death while trying to protect civilians from Daki as she's going ham. So Nezuko at this point is now in her like upgraded demon state and now she actually has this like flower pattern on her leg and she has this like horn jutting out of her head and it's just a whole thing and you're just kind of like oh shit now she's getting serious the protagonist has entered the chat so now she starts fighting uh Daki and for a while there it looks like she may actually have a bit of a hard time doing it because it seems like even though she's trying to land a blow or maybe does occasionally land a blow she uh would normally just like her limbs would separate you know and even though she could regenerate and everything turns out actually it's a little more complicated than that she can actually control like her own physical blood flowing through her veins like in her body and like reattach her limbs and shit that way so now she's in her upgrade state and she decides to go uh, one-on-one with her 1v1 and like let me solo her uh, yeah and i would like to point out and kicks just like freaking she kind of like on steroids she kind of like wrecks Ducky. yeah no, she's 
straight up is just kicking her ass physically. Just like yeah. back and forth all the do-da-day. Like, I know uh, she's not the stronger representative uh, of the demons, but of the moons, but she's still pretty strong. Yeah. But Nessica's just like, nope, take this foot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, and all the while, Inosuke and Zenitsu are in the middle of helping out uh, Tengen's other wives um, outside of Hinatsuru, who she's kind of on her own little journey in the Entertainment District arc in the city. But they're with the other wives, helping them out, helping to free everyone else from Daki's uh, ribbon, demonic ribbon things from like her little underground cavern base, whatever. Yeah, that. So yeah, that's going on. That's kind of like the B plot, and then we have the A plot going on with Nezuko and Daki. So those two keep fighting. She's sending her through all kinds of buildings and shit. I think at one point she actually managed to finally uh, use like her blood demon art again to like burn. If not explode, then to yeah, just like burn Ducky's face and I think like a part of her arm. And it got to the point where she was basically coming to this realization that it was actually taking her much longer to regenerate compared to Nezuko. And there's a moment where she actually thought maybe Nezuko could regenerate faster than her, but then she realized it was actually her just being able to control the blood in her body to reattach all of her severed limbs and stuff. But uh, yeah, she's basically punching her away and kicking her way through sending her flying and then some it's like a demon slayer one punch man light kind of thing okay and yeah at one point i'm pretty sure nezuko after she burned her she finally like kicks her through what i assume is like maybe like an inn or something and unfortunately there's still people in there and now there's like all this blood and all this damage and people who are either hurt or potentially killed and uh so at this point uh Tanjiro is kind of slowly starting to become conscious now, and he, the only fear now is, you know, now that Nezuko's kind of on the warpath, what if she ends up getting a taste of human blood and ends up losing control? We can't afford to have that. And the second she ends up killing somebody, that's basically it. It's over. So, he finally, while Daki is essentially recovering from her injuries, from her ass-kicking from Nezuko, uh, proceeds to, like, try to put his uh, black Nichiren blade kind of into Nezuko's mouth in order to like muzzle her fangs I guess or something and to just kind of try and hold her back and so he's like Nezuko you know stop <laughs> don't do this I'm your brother you should listen to me I'm like the only family you got the love of all that is holy or not and <laughs> yeah so he kind of ends up doing that for a decent amount of time until finally uh, he's kind of able to like keep her at least held back partially and this is right around the time that I believe uh, Daki was about to do something now that she had like reattached her head and then uh, Tengen finally uh, shows up kind of at the last minute and does this like really flashy <laughs> move where he uh, essentially shows up it's almost like a mini Shunpo from like Bleach or something like a little sidestep and he basically like flashes his way up there and before you know it he's basically already beheaded Daki. I thought now, that, that, that scene was really cool. Oh my god, it was fantastic. I, I thought that was one of the better intros I've seen in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. And so Tadro's over here like, Mr. Tinkin! <laughs> and uh, trying to hold Nezuko back all the while and he's like, hey, could you like maybe be a little less destructive about that and take care of her already 
It's like, I'm trying. <laughs> well, try harder. And sure enough, Daki just gets really emotional and just extremely pissed off at the thought of not only that she's essentially lost a fight, but she's been beheaded. And you would think in that moment, as someone's seeing that, that, oh, hey, they just ended the entertainment district arc. That was easy. That was freaking cake. No, 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 no. Turns out, behind her shadow comes the physical embodiment of her demon older brother, who is, at this point in time, 126 years old. I believe he was 26 when he died as a human, and she, his sister, Daki, uh, as a human, was 13 when she passed. So she, I believe, is 113 years old as yep. of this moment in the show. Correct. So he, the brother, yet. Is it y Yatoro? Yitoro? Gutaro. Gutaro. So he emerges from her shadow and is now in a physical body, is now a physical being. He's no longer just kind of like hiding, well, <laughs> in the shadows. Yeah, it, it kind of reminds me of it's like a Sakon Ukon kind of thing from like original Naruto. Yeah, I could see that. From the Sound 4. That was kind of the vibe I got from it. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, this is like a more slightly interesting take on that. So, he kind of ends up helping her uh, put her head back on and stitch it all back together again. So that way she hopefully doesn't get her head, well, beheaded a second time. And this way she can, like, hopefully regenerate the uh, wound around her old neck where she was decapitated. And so as he's doing this to help her out, he's also looking at Tengen. And he's just having this full-blown, like, Zenitsu moment of, like, oh, my God. Of course he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> or like the Squidward bit of like, oh no, he's hot. <laughs> and so he's just kind of going reference. off. And then I can't remember if it was later or in the same moment when he asked. The conversation came up about like if he had any girlfriends or wives. And he was like, oh yeah, I have three of them. And he was like, you have three beautiful Yeah. <laughs> and he's just losing his shit. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's going on, and then we kind of see Tengen, he does this technique that I thought was just absolutely badass, just total full-blown Chad mode right now, where he just, for there's a brief moment where he goes to swing the blade over at Yatoro, and then, uh, it actually ends up extending at the last moment, and it almost catches Yatoro off guard, and he almost gets his neck slashed. And basically what he did was he actually swung the blade, but then kind of like, clinched it with just like two of his knuckles in his hand against like the lower bit of the lower blade so that way the other blades actually extend outward I thought that was the coolest little uh, bit that he did there and he was so freaking close to just actually slashing him right then and there so at this point I believe he ends up healing Daki and kind of like tells her to uh, like go upstairs basically on the roof of the house or the building or whatever and to like take time to like heal or regenerate while he takes care of this guy and at this point Tanjiro he's wrestling with Nezuko and then at some point he sings a song that I guess was a song that their mom used to sing to them when they were kids as like a sort of pseudo lullaby or something and uh, he's not sure if it works but he figured hey what the heck I'll try anything at this point and so he does it, and sure enough, 
it's able to get like some kind of a reaction to her and connect with like any of the last bits of her humanity that are still remaining and she starts sobbing and crying basically like a little girl and then uh yeah she eventually just kind of reverts slowly back into like her smaller like mini me demon self <laughs> and he just kind of like while well, she ends up basically kind of like passing out or falling asleep and they just kind of like shoves her back into their box that he keeps her in and then at this point i believe he finally decides to go back into the building and potentially act as backup for tengen while he's fighting Gyataro. and i believe it was right around this time that uh Zenitsu and Inosuke had finished helping the other wives of Tengen, his uh, other shinobi wives, I believe it was Maki and Suma, helping them uh, evacuate all the people from the city and from the entertainment district in general. So that way there wouldn't be any uh, fatalities to have to worry about further on going into it, into the fight. It's and Makio, so by the way, not Maki. Oh, Makio? Okay, yeah. sorry. You were right about Suma, though. Yeah, so... Then those two, Zenitsu and Inosuke, so then they start making their way over toward wherever they believe Tanjiro and Tengen to be. And uh, I believe it was Zenitsu who tried to use his, like, the sensitive hearing ability to, like, try and locate them further on ahead. So at this point, uh, Daki, I believe she ends up using her... Uh, silk ropes or whatever to kind of keep Tanjiro on his toes, even though he was originally going to try and help uh, Tengen fight Yatoro. And uh, I believe eventually you know, and Zenitsu, they finally managed to make their way there to help them out. And they're like, alright, we're here to help. Great. You do that. And uh, at one point, I believe Daki, so she like finally opens up this third eye on the top of her forehead which i originally thought it was just gonna like amp up her power level tenfold but i guess really all it did was uh i guess it, like helped her have like shared sight of the fight of what was like going on from like i guess her brother's perspective so like she was able to see both fights at the same time the people that were fighting her and the people that were fighting him so now she's kind of got like her demon ribbons and she ends up fighting uh, Zenitsu and Inosuke, and so they're kind of doing this constant back and forth, basically just kind of like deflecting her blows because they're trying to get the uh, upper hand on her. And uh, it's just kind of not really working. And then I think there's one moment where uh, Zenitsu, or not Zenitsu, uh, Inosuke, so he actually ends up using this like beast breathing technique kind of thing because I believe they had all come to the conclusion at one point of like hey we should probably cut these guys heads off at the same time that seems to be the current running theory here based on all the fighting that's been going on so Tengen starts kind of fighting more aggressively against uh, Gyatoro but unfortunately what he doesn't know is that he has this uh, special demon blood art blood sickle technique that he can generate from parts of his body but primarily his uh, arms and uh, on top of that, the uh, sickle-based weapons that he fights with, these physical weapons that he holds in his hands, they actually have like a type of poison on them as well. So one scratch and you're kind of screwed. And uh, they kind of get into it, Tengen and him, and then at one point I think he actually ended up uh, nicking him like kind of across the top of the head there just a little bit. 
and uh, they kind of keep fighting, and there's a moment where he thinks he'll finally be able to cut into Yatora's neck, and then he kind of ends up like stopping or slowing down, and then that's when he realizes that he's been poisoned without saying that he's been poisoned, and then Kiatoro does the whole villain thing where they explain, hey, my strategy of how to beat you, you've been poisoned. Oh, I get it. Wahahaha. <laughs> and all the while, Tengen's kind of like, well, sucks to be you because I'm a shinobi, and I've kind of been trained to like be resistant against all known toxins on this planet, poisons especially. And he's like, what? The shinobi all died out. It turns out I'm the last of them. Oh, how interesting. The last shinobi. Yeah. Sounds like and a movie. Then, uh, there's like a certain point where I believe uh, Hinatsuru, so she finally shows up. She kind of has this like a uh, archery-based weapon. I can't really think of what you'd really call it. It's like this massive thing that's housing like a bunch of kunai in it that have all been dipped in wisteria act as like a poison against demons specifically so what happens is while Tengen's in the middle of a fight with Yatoro she shows up with that and then she fires all these kunai kind of at the two of them in the middle of the fight and so Tengen he doesn't even actually really try to dodge the kunai instead he allows the kunai to hit him on purpose and this way a couple of the kunai actually end up hitting Yatoro as well and then in that moment, he's kind of like, why didn't he dodge it? And it's like, oh, I wonder if these knives are laced with something. Because <coughs> it ends up uh, slowing him down. And uh, so he kind of notices that once his reflexes do kind of start to slow, he's like, oh, yeah, this must be laced with something. I wonder if it's wisteria. Yep. And then sure, sure enough, he sees the knives laced with wisteria that hit Tengen, and it's kind of—I believe it was like toward the areas on his body where he was starting to show like some of the poison's effect taking over his body. And so it was meant to kind of like help delay the spread of the poison, which I thought was kind of genius in a way. I was like, okay, that's like one way I could understand that. All right. And so all that's going on. I believe at this point, Tanjiro had left. No, no. I believe he actually, yeah, he had stayed to help Tengen cut off the head of Yatoro while Inosuke and Zitsu were trying to cut off the head of Daki. And so, I believe it was a... Ah, what the hell was it? So, Inosuke, so Zitsu and Inosuke come up with a plan, and as they're trying to deflect Daki's, like, uh, demon ribbon attack on steroids this time just because of how fast it is and so you know Skay is like all right well i'm gonna try to get in up close at her and we're gonna have to try to cut their heads off at the same time here and i believe that was around the same time that hanatsuru showed up and did her thing and so tengen and tanjiro kind of both go to uh, cut off the head of yatoro and so tengen i believe actually got his blade the sound Hashira, he managed to get his blade into his neck, and then he had almost managed to decapitate him. And Tanjiro was kind of coming in from the other side to also try to decapitate him. And then that's when I believe Tengen actually tried to like move Tanjiro out of the way because that was when Yatoro was about to use one of his demon blood sickle art techniques where he would like create this like blood ability from both of his arms, these like swirling blood cyclones. And so, yeah, Tengen he ends up moving uh, Tanjiro out of the way and then <clears throat> that whole thing happens 
and there's kind of like a brief explosion. And uh, I believe Tengen made it out of that still mostly intact. Yatoro as well. And so that was kind of the moment where the rest of they had failed because I believe at that moment on the Zenitsu and Nosuke side of things, uh, I believe Inosuke had finally managed to use like his beast breathing techniques to get up close and personal to Daki. And he then uh, was able to like use that technique where he was like basically <laughs> sawing away at her head. And he managed to finally, uh, managed to finally cut the, her head off or as close to off as they thought they could get. And for whatever reason, they managed to, uh, not actually successfully cut her head off. They just managed to sort of loosely decapitate it. And so, since the brother was still alive, and she was just kind of complaining again, like, God damn it, I've been decapitated for the upteenth time now. Yeah. She got so decapitated she a lot. She really did. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so then there was a moment where I believe uh, the brother had to go and help her reattach her head again, or she had to, like, rest it on her stump of a neck and just kind of like let it sit there for a couple seconds so her regeneration could take effect or something and uh, all the while I was just kind of laughing and uh, yeah there was a moment where oh what the hell was it so there's a moment where I believe Tengen decided to fight yet Toro on his own one on one and then Tanjiro decided to go and help the other two try to fight Daki only this time he had to be careful about which breathing styles that he used because he was kind of, for a lot of these fights, he's kind of like on his last legs thanks to the whole, you know, Kame Kagura and him having to rely on it so much. And so he kind of comes to the realization of, hey, I can either combine the breathing styles together with water breathing and Hino Kame Kagura, or I can just focus on using water breathing for the moment. And so he kind of combines them at first and then ends up just using water breathing later to compensate. That's kind of like a handicap. So, I believe, it, yeah, the three of them start fighting Daki, and then I think there was a moment where Inosuke thought he would be able to do it this time or something. He'd be able to stop them. And then uh, at this point, uh, I guess the fight between Tengen and Yatoro, which we actually don't see how it ended we kind of see the aftermath but we don't see kind of what so, led up to that you keep saying ends. different versions of essentially Utaro. it's gyu taro it starts with a g anyway i just wanted to correct you gyu taro there you go you can continue now okay so yeah one second <clears throat> you're good so Gyutaro. Uh, so we get to the moment where uh, he basically just kind of like sneaks up on, does like a full-blown stealth attack on Inosuke and ends up using his sickle and ends up stabbing him in the chest point blank at a moment where I was like, did he just straight up like stab him in the heart? We just like lose one of our main characters, one of our protagonists this early on in the show. We're only in season two, people. <laughs> and I was like, Oh man, this is gonna be another Akame got kill thing, isn't it? And uh, all of a sudden, you just kind of see him like chuck him off to the side, and I was like, "Oh my god!" 
and then you kind of see Tengen and like, well, why wasn't he there to help? And then you kind of see him just kind of laying there on the ground, kind of unconscious, suffering from the poison. And on top of that, he's now missing his left hand. True. Uh, oh no, our table. And, yeah, <laughs> our Tengen. And so, uh, I'm trying to remember what exactly happened after that. It was like, I want to say... Yeah, so he did Gyutaro. So he did that, and then I remember there was a moment where Daki decided to like unleash some kind of like ultra demon technique. But it was basically just a hyper violent version of her demon ribbons attack thing, but just on steroids. And she basically uses it on Zinsu and Tanjiro while they're still fighting her, and she decided to finish it quickly, I guess, or something to meet up with her brother. And so she unleashes this technique and it basically like cuts through and severs. I thought she had basically like cut through all of the entire city, but I guess it was just like a one portion like perpendicularly across the whole like town or at least part of that part of the uh, entertainment district. And just kind of cuts through just this massive swath of buildings and walls and so much structure and architecture just being destroyed in one instantaneous moment. And then you kind of see Zunitsu who's kind of like, Tanjiro! And he basically just like shows up to shove him off of the edge of this building so that he can potentially survive the fall, while Zunitsu could potentially end up also surviving the fall or end up getting killed either way. Hard to say. And uh, so then that happens, and this is where we finally get to the moment where Tanjiro is finally, he's able to like regain his consciousness a bit. And uh, he kind of finally wakes up, picks up his sword, and at this point I'm pretty sure he still has like one hand is like tied with like ribbons or some tape or some like wrapping cloth, something to his sword just so he can physically carry it. And uh, but yeah, he wakes up and he makes sure that Nezuko's okay, and he's like, oh thank God. And I think she had like loosely fallen out of his uh, wooden thing or whatever, and he kind of goes to like get up, but before he can, uh, Gyutaro finds him and actually sees him and has this whole like speech this monologue that he goes into kind of the whole villain explaining his motivations and shit and all the while basically like it looks like the entire entertainment district is on fire it looks like a burning hellscape essentially all these buildings destroyed everything pretty much in ruins or rubble not a whole lot left structurally standing and whatever is is still burning and there's all the smoke and fire and it's very chaotic, and then you, I think Daki was just kind of like chilling up on like the roof of some building that was still standing while her brother was busy doing his thing, entertaining himself, what have you. So he's kind of having this talk with Tanjiro where he's kind of criticizing his frailness from him being a human, just kind of his frail humanity and how weak he is because of it. And he's like... Oh, I see. So that's your sister. Your sister, who's a demon. He's just kind of having this whole bit where he's just got chuckling to himself at the absurdity of the whole premise in front of him and his motivations as a person. And he's like, well, I'll let you on a secret. You know, I'm a brother, too. That's my sister. If you want, you could turn her and we turn you into a demon, too. And then you two could be together for forever and ever and it's like oh boy here we go <laughs> now Tanjiro's like yeah about that uh no 
<laughs> even though he's basically looking at death in the eyes at this point, it's like, buddy, I, I don't know if you're going to be able to make it out of this one. <laughs> so then Gutaro, he ends up uh, grabbing, I believe it was his right hand, and then he ends up slowly breaking his index and his middle finger on his right hand. He ends up breaking both of them, and it just looks so... Yeah, oh, God. Just the way that they had animated that, just the way his fingers just kind of bend outward in that direction like that after that whole scene just gave me the willies for the rest of the arc. It's like, God, I just I can't bother to look at Tanja right now. His hands, man. God. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so... At this point, it's looking Sorry, like Mike is me. His hands are pretty gross in that scene. Yeah, no, I was... They're... Yeah. It's like all the blood and violence in the mm-hmm. world, and yet all of a sudden I'm watching this guy slowly get tortured and have two of his hands broken. <laughs> all of a sudden, now I'm squeamish. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah. It's gross. So, I believe there was a moment where he finally just kind of like he doesn't punch him, but I think he like kicks him, and kind of like just ends up sending him like into a couple of buildings or something, or like into a wall. He just like tries to do the whole falling technique thing to try and conserve what physical energy has left so he can still move his body and protect his sister basically because at this point now I believe she's still on his back so he and Nezuko are kind of walking away what have you or not walking but like attempting to run through all these burning buildings and rubble to try and get away and then I believe Tanjiro gets ambushed by Gitaro a second time where he then like kicks him again and sends him through I think like another building or a wall or something and uh, it finally starts looking like it's going to be over essentially and Tanjiro's like ready to start using breathing techniques again and then it's right then and there when he's about to use I think it was like either Hinokami Kagura or I, it might have been a water breathing t- I'm trying to remember which one it was but basically he was ready to fight go down swinging because this entire time during this arc during all these fights he would always kind of mention to himself hey make sure that you use your sword this way and don't use it too much at this kind of an angle because if you allow that to happen your sword will snap again and it'll break and uh so he's trying to focus not only on the fragility of his own body and all the wounds he sustained but he's also trying to constantly do the breathing constant using all the breathing techniques to his advantage so he can become stronger but he's also trying to focus on the fact that his sword doesn't have that much longer either and it'll potentially break again and he really wants to try to avoid that so he goes to try to get a hit on uh Yatoro and uh even though it's clear that Yatoro is faster and it looks like he's about to deal the death blow right on Tanjiro, then I believe that was finally when a Tengen does the dramatic, you know, superhero entrance, and he shows back up with both of his uh, demon blades intact, one in his mouth and one in his right hand, and he pulling the Zoro blow from Yatoro, yeah. And it was just oh, gorgeous. So now. It was. We have our sound Hashira just like, all right, I've had enough. I'm fed up. And also, I no longer have a hand. So now I'm really mad. <laughs> and I can't remember if, I think they actually, I can't remember if it was around this time or maybe it was like a little earlier on in the arc when he mentioned the whole 
you know, back when it was with him and all of his wives, Zuma, Makio, uh, Inatsuru, uh, because I remember they would show the occasional flashback of Tengen's past, and uh, there was like a moment of him paying uh, respects at the grave of uh, his brother, and his wives were there with him. And I think they like mentioned the idea at one point, once they were like, in a further flashback, but it was kind of a little more closer toward where we are in the story, where now Tengen is a member of the Demon Slayer Corps, or he's about to become one. And they mention how, at some point during all of it, wouldn't it be nice to basically just kind of like escape, or to just kind of go off and live on their own, and just kind of retire from the whole thing. I was like, you know what, that sailing into the sunset and just kind of having an easy life after all that, all that work and sacrifice, I, I can appreciate it, I can understand it. <laughs> and so that's kind of if he lives, which you, you would think, oh no, they're going to do the whole death character again, like they did with Rengoku, and now we're all going to have to mourn again. <laughs> so Tengen shows up to save Tanjiro, and then Tengen and Tanjiro both, with all the strength that they have left in them, try to fight uh, Gyatoro. So for a while there, it's just kind of Tengen using his own uh, sound breathing techniques to uh, fight fight off and stave off a uh, Giatoro and keep him distracted on his toes. And then Tanjiro ends up fighting with him, but not before I believe he tries to like go to help Zenitsu, who at this point I believe was like almost borderline crushed in some rubble, essentially. And so he helps, I believe, Zenitsu get out of the rubble, or he ends up having Nezuko do it. And then I believe he ends up having her do the same with Inosuke, or tries to. Or I, I can't remember if Inosuke had... No, 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 because no, she actually didn't do that for Inosuke. And I, yeah, I think it was Tanjiro helps Zenitsu out of the rubble. And then Inosuke, we're all kind of assuming he's dead. And then later he makes this big surprise moment where he just jumps out of nowhere blood's still coming out of his boar mask and you're like how the fuck are you still alive <laughs> and he finally explains it and i'm like okay this has got to be the biggest case of plot armor i have ever heard my entire life and he's like i trained so hard in the woods from where i came from that i can shift the position of all the organs in my own body i'm like what so you're telling me he was able to shift his sounds heart. like something he would do he was able to shift his heart completely out of the way of Yatoro's blade just in case he would be hit from behind but at the same time at the moment that he was hit he had like no way of knowing that that was coming so it's like how what instinct all right <laughs> i was just like well he's not dead I guess. listen you shouldn't think too much about anime logic okay that's fair Look, no, there's a guy that I'm pretty sure on YouTube who has a channel where that's like what he does, though. It's like he will. There's a lot of anime. those. He will try to be realistic with anime. I'm like, my guy, it's anime. They can only try to be realistic for so long until finally it's just. It's fiction. It's. <laughs> yeah, if Goku sent a blast into the planet that destroyed the planet, he would be sent, like, so, so far because of the recoil of his blast. There you go. Like that. God damn it. <laughs> no, I just remember seeing it and thinking, like, okay, this guy has this many subscribers and this many views. I'm like, you can't tell me there are that many people that actually have these 
many gripes and complaints about anime to where it's like that's that's what bothers them. how did they jump from the ground to the tree branch when that is clearly like 15 feet feet. yeah Yeah, like that's that's not humanly possible therefore this is a terrible anime wait until you watch bleach and you start watching everybody do a bunch of shun pose how are they just standing on top of the air like yes (laughs) god Hey, they're dead. Get over it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no. So, uh, I believe it was, yeah. So Zenitsu manages to get out of the rebel. And, uh, so he ends up taking on Daki, so that way she isn't distracted by trying to stop, uh, Tanjiro and Tengen. So Tanjiro's just trying to keep pace with Tengen because he is so fast and he's much stronger than Tanjiro at that moment, arguably. And so it's mostly just Tengen and Gyatoro going at it, just going ham. The animation's incredible. It's like, sweet Jesus, they're so fast, they're so strong, and he's just trying to keep up all the while. <laughs> it's like, oh man, this poor guy, like, he really is on his last legs. I don't know how the hell he's even still breathing. No pun intended. Ha ha ha. Uh, so, <laughs> Zenitsu decides to take on Daki 1v1. Once again, I'm gonna solo her. So he's using Thunder Breathing, and then I believe at one point he's like, alright, I can only use this technique one more time, because I can only use it, I think, like twice in a day. Where have we seen a technique like that in anime before, I wonder? What? It's also related to, like, lightning and electricity. It can only be used twice in a day. That's that's wild. That sounds... Uh, That's brand new information. And so it's the, uh, was it, the Thunder Flash and Clap, which is the uh, first form breathing technique, and the only technique, technically, that Zenitsu knows, and then he just has a couple of different variations on it. Yeah. And so this is one of those variations where it's basically just this extremely powerful, lightning-fast, quick-draw. Hey, no one is better at the first form of lightning breathing than Zenitsu, because, you know. And so he ends up using, was it, like, Godspeed? I think is what he called it. Some, so, yeah, yeah, I think that's right. Or the speed of God. God yeah, I think it's called it. Godspeed. Yeah, Thunder Flash and Clap Godspeed. And so he uses that, and I believe what he had done was he had used it once before to get out of the rubble. But then because of that, like his legs were already kind of almost like jelly at this point. He's like, yeah, if I use this technique one more time, the amount of physical strain it puts on my legs, that's it. So... Basically, they set up a situation in which they can finally defeat Giatoro and Daki, and it's kind of like right in the final minutes here, and we're like, oh shit, here we go, guys. Are they going to be able to pull it off? So, Tengen, despite all the poison that's in his system, you know, he's fighting on, is trying to keep up pace with them, at the very least trying to deflect some blows if he can't get any blows in himself, just kind of waiting for the right moment, the right opportunity to jump in and help stop them. And so, uh... So Zenitsu, he uses his Godspeed technique, he's doing this like extremely powerful, it's almost like a quick draw ability, and now the blade's like in her neck, and her neck's got that whole, you know, demon ribbon fiber thing going on. And so now he's got this like extremely powerful slash technique that's happening against her neck, and just, you see this like large thing of like lightning that's just like trying to race across the entertainment district arc. District, my bad. And it's just, yeah, this thing of lightning that's just like going across the place and you just see him he's going so fast his blade is trying to go so fast just to cut through this freaking uh 
Thor Moon's head, uh, well, neck, and it's just like the amount of force this guy is trying to use just to cut it. I'm like, come on, my guy. Someone just please let Zenitsu have his moment to just shine and get an actual win on his own by himself. It's like, sweet Jesus. My guy needs some serious character development here, and this is it. And um, True. he's pushing so hard, and he's like, okay, this needs to work. It has to work. If it doesn't, my legs are gone, and it's basically that's it, and we failed. And so then finally Inosuke shows up, and then Daki kind of sees this and is like, what? I thought you were dead. I can move my organs in my own body. And he's like gurgling blood all the while. <laughs> he can move his organs, not his blood. So Sorry, yeah, his organs, yeah. I can move my organs in my own body. No, you said that. I'm just saying. That's why he's bleeding. Okay. He can't move yeah. his blood. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He's gurgling the blood because it's like, well, it I didn't take an internal injury still, and it didn't help that it was like in the chest area, so he's going to have some arterial problems, what have you. But yeah, no, he's <laughs> still physically able to move, I guess, enough to fight. And he's like, don't kill me, I'll just do it. I'm a new skate, and I'm coming through. And yeah, so he he does his own beast breathing technique, and he goes for Daki's head at the same time that Zenitsu is trying to cut her from one side with his thunder flash and clap godspeed technique. So they both kind of come at Daki's head with these techniques in order to sever her head, basically, and for good, hopefully, this time. And then all while you've got uh, Tanjiro and Tengen fighting Yatoro. And uh, finally it gets to the point where Tengen, he kind of sees a moment where he can sever the head, and then Tanjiro can also help, but not before he ends up getting one of uh, Yatoro's so close. Sickles. So demon close. sickles. Ends up like piercing his uh, chin actually. So he actually ends up taking a blade kind of like halfway in the mouth. Yeah. It kind of looks like a human fish. I was like, gross. okay. Now I'm a little squeamish again all of a sudden. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so then Tondra's like, you know what? Worth the risk. And he goes and uses his own breathing technique and goes for the head with everything he's got. I can't remember if he used Hinokami Kagura or if it was a combination of the water breathing and the Hinokami Kagura. I don't remember. But I just, I remember him going at it, you know, with all his full strength and all his might, same as Tengen, the Sound Hashiras. Now they're both going in on his head. They finally, both like their blades meet his neck and they successfully managed to, after pushing as hard as humanly possible with all their strength, they managed to decapitate his head and then at the same time Zinsu and Inosuke mentioned to decapitate Daki's head with all their strength left and then you just kind of like see this brief moment where extremely well animated but it's just you see both of the sibling, demon siblings of the upper moon's head just kind of like fly into the air and almost kind of like meet each other and that's kind of it really and then they managed to sever the heads of both of them and now it's like it's finally actually over, but not quite. So, Zenitsu and Inosuke, I can't remember where they were exactly at this point. I think they were both like either passed out or just like chilling on the roof or something. But then we go back to Tengen and Tanjiro, and Tanjiro, he's just kind of over here at this point, like on his knees, just struggling to breathe, and it's just 
not a good sight to see. He's our boy. He's struggling here. I mean, for every last breath, literally. And then you see Tengen, who's kind of a uh, running at Tandro, telling him, "Hey, you need to move. It's not over yet." And Tandro's like, "Is he saying something? What?" He's like, "Kamado, like move or something." And as he's charging toward him to like try and protect him, we find out that basically that brother's body has kind of been like jerry-rigged to explode with his blood demon art. So it's like blood demon sickles everywhere in all directions within a certain uh, area, within a certain radius. And so the brother's demon corpse at this point goes off and explodes almost damn near point blank and just seems to like almost eviscerate everything in sight and then kind of the episode closes out with just kind of showing us the aftermath of the explosion just kind of showing us as it fades out kind of the explosion itself also fading out and just kind of looking at the entertainment district arc and all the destruction up to this point leading up to it and then we finally get to the next episode and it's like oh hey so we did yeah, Tundra's alive, he manages to, like, wake up out of some rubble. And then he's able to see Nezuko, and he's like, oh, hey, you're here. Nezuko's got so the then, healing powers. Yeah, and so then she shows up and helps out uh, Inosuke. And uh, I think Zenitsu was still just okay enough to move. But yeah, barely. he's fine. Yeah, no, no, I think what it was was he was under some rubble again, only this time it was, like, rubble that was on his legs, and he was kind of like, Dodger, what's like, he regained consciousness, because all the while he was fighting, he was unconscious, it was his badass warrior alter ego. Yeah, that. And, uh, so the real Zenitsu's awake now, and he's like, Dodger, what the hell is going on, why can't I feel my legs, I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so she goes to kind of just do a baseline healing technique to try and help heal up Inosuke up and then also goes over to Tengen who at this point now is kind of just laying there sort of semi-unconscious just like against this uh, rubble on this wall of this obliterated pretty much building this structure and all of his uh, shinobi wives are there now, uh, Makio, Suma, and Hinatsuru. And so they're all just kind of like, Lord Tenkin, please, you can't And finally he actually like, starts to speak, but at this point Suma's just going on and on to the point that even I'm starting to get annoyed, like, oh sweet Jesus, would you just let the man talk? <laughs> He's like, look, there's something all of you need to know. Before I die, <laughs> you need to know my final words. And they're still going at it. And I'm like, oh my god. And he even says, he's like, I'm probably going to die without saying my final words. Unbelievable. <laughs> and so then finally, uh, yeah, Maki and Suma are on the verge of tears. And Hinatsu, I think, finally ended up breaking down at one point. And then right as Nezuko shows up to help heal him and rid all of the poison out of his body and for a minute there I thought she'd actually be able to like heal his hand I guess because I didn't really understand the full extent of her demon abilities and her healing powers but yeah she kind of like goes puts her hand on him and then you just kind of see his whole body like burst into this flame of like pink fire <laughs> and all of the demon wives are like 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> are you trying to kill him? That's like, bruh, she just healed him. And then they kind of like look to see if he's okay, and he's like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm actually kind of like all better now. And now, all the wives are crying because he's alive. And I think this is when Hinatsu actually finally like broke down with the rest of them. I was like, well, you know what? That's wholesome, I guess. Sure, why not? I think it. I think it. Was I supposed it was to a be fairly right? decent ending. Yeah. I, but yeah, I, I do remember there was that moment when Tengen, when he was fighting Yatoro solo, soloing him, and uh, there was that moment where he kind of like second guessed himself because I think he had actually asked him what made him so special as a Hashira, and he was like. Honestly, nothing really. He got some Hashira that are a complete enigma, some that can pick up a sword and become a Hashira in two months. And then he like mentioned something where he's like, I can't be like Rengoku, I'm nothing like Rengoku. And I was like, oh, ow. Yeah. That still hurts. <laughs> and yeah, so he uh, kind of does his own thing throughout this whole journey up to that point, which I thought was kind of interesting to see. I do kind of wish we had been able to watch him use all of his sound breathing techniques just so that we had a full understanding of come, com, what's the word, combatively speaking, kind of like how the entire sound breathing thing works, like how every single technique works, but eh, I guess we'll never know. Never ever. Yeah. Never. But, uh, yeah, so, Basically what happens, I believe, from that moment onward is so Nesco goes to rejoin uh, Tanjiro and Zenitsu and Nosuke and so Tengen, he's about ready to uh, just up and leave with his wives and they've at this point they've all decided, they've settled on it, they're going to go ahead and do it. They're basically just going to go ahead and essentially retire all together and just find like a nice little place to live and live out the rest of their lives as a family unit essentially, which I thought was really nice. Once again, it's like outside of the whole polyamorous bit which I guess like more power to him I don't think I could ever see myself being married to three uh, people or I guess in this case three women at once I just I just oh man more power to him that's all I can say <laughs> yeah but, poly relationships aren't for me and that's okay everyone yeah, has what they for have for me but if you think you can manage it I guess give it a shot but I would recommend maybe letting people know that that's what you're into ahead of time but hey that's a whole other thing <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah uh, so they kind of proceed to like ride out in the sunset but I think before he was able to leave the uh, snake Hashira so he actually managed to show up at the entertainment oh, district yeah. and uh he finds Tengen, and they kind of have this conversation where he's like, Hey, man, you should uh, keep your eye on that uh, Komodo kid. Remember that uh, potential next hacker in line that I talked about? And he was like, you, There's no way. You don't mean. No. Couldn't be. Yeah, believe it. <laughs> so then... He and his wives finally leave, and he's like, yeah, no, so, uh, I'm leaving <laughs> the Demon Slayer Corps for good this time. And he's like, what? No, you're, you're staying, my guy. You're totally staying. What are you talking about? He's like, nope, me and my wives are out. Peace. Dipping. Like, all right. <laughs> and then all the while, you have a Zenitsu and Inosuke and Tantra all trying to 
slowly also go their own way, leaving the uh, entertainment district behind. And all of a sudden, you're crying like, We did it! We did it! We're alive! And we did it! We're alive! And then they're just all bawling their eyes out, and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> and so, overall, for the most part, kind of a happy ending. Uh, yeah. And then I think there was, what, that uh, tease of Doma? Because of the uh, siblings when they were passing away, there was that moment uh, before Tanjiro was able to meet up with Zenitsuna Nosuke. And in all that rubble, he was able to find the uh, severed heads of Gyutaro. Is it Gyutaro? Oh my god. Gyutaro. Gyutaro. <laughs> so he was able to find Gyutaro and Daki's Gyutaro. severed demon heads. Still alive, they haven't fully disintegrated yet, and they're having this conversation where they're yelling at each other, clearly in arguments the whole time. And so she's basically just throwing a bunch of, you know, insults and slander aimed at him, and he's doing the same to her, and it's just this constant, toxic, circle, vicious cycle going on back and forth between these two. And she's like, well, why would you allow me to be defeated so easily why weren't you there for me to support me and help me and then he finally is like you could never defend yourself or protect yourself when we were kids you've always been weak and i was the one who had to protect you and yada 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 and then there was a moment where she said something mean to him and then he was like i wish you'd never been and then tantra like claps his hands around his mouth and he's like don't say that you don't mean it (laughs) And then all of a sudden, you just kind of see Daki's head slowly start to disintegrate before her brothers. And she's like, why can't you protect me, big brother? Why? Why? Help me. And then she just kind of like, as she's crying, she just disintegrates and then dies. And he just kind of sees her. And at that point, Tanjiro takes his hands off his mouth. And then he just kind of looks at where her disintegrated, decapitated head was. And it's just like, ume. And he's like, oh, shit, that's right. My sister used to have a name. Ume. Yeah, back when she was a human. And he's like, I always hated Daki. That was such a shitty name. And then you just kind of see the flashbacks of their previous life, Al. Gyutaro. And how basically he was essentially supposed to... The impression that I got was that he was supposed to be aborted by his mom. Or that she at least tried to. But then she failed, and she ended up going, ended up giving birth to him anyway. And yeah, they did not have a good she, life. Yeah, and so she tried to continually kill him and end his life as at, while he was a baby, and then later on as a child, and it seemed like nothing would do the trick. And I think at one point she finally just kind of gave up trying to kill him, and then later on she ended up uh, giving birth at some point later on down the line to his sister Ume so he was I believe thir- yeah, 13 when she was born at, by that point and then uh, so he was 26 by the time that she had turned 13 kind of right around when their story kind of came to a abrupt end so he had taken on a job as basically like a debt collector kind of or like a loan shark kind of thing only he would be violent with the people that owed money and couldn't pay it back and he would do whatever it took and so he was clearly a very resourceful person he was very strong willing to do whatever it took to survive kind of 
you know. And so he's doing all this, and then Ume, she's a. Uh, I think at one point, what was it? She was a uh, supposed to be on like a date or something, or was supposed to be accepting a hand in marriage of some guy, some like prince or king or emperor or something. I don't remember, or if it was like a lord from some nearby village. Someone with stats and, and money. Yeah, and then she proceeded to. Uh, I believe it was she. Wasn't it a samurai? I think, yeah, it was a samurai, I believe. Yes, I yes, that. yes, it, it was. was a samurai, and she did not want to be married to him, and so out of, I guess, like, her own version of, like, saying no, heck ass, she basically, yeah, stabbed him in the eye with, I think, like, one of her hairpins or something, and so then they had basically, at this point, I believe, I think a, their own mother had passed away of some kind of an illness a couple years back at this point. So, at this current moment in that flashback, it's just Yotaro and Ume, it's just the two of them. And so, 26 and 13, they're both just trying to survive. And she ends up doing that, which doesn't help things at all. And so, Yotaro, Yotaro, yeah, he's already kind of in bad with certain people in the town that he lives in because of his activities as a debt collector. On top, also being considered this like physical, physically, you know, unattractive and kind of scary looking type of person where people just kind of they see him and they look away and kind of it's this whole thing on beauty and stuff. And there's no time for that philosophical conversation, it's not here anyway. <laughs> so he uh, comes back home after not really knowing what all Ume had been up to. And then he finally sees her body. She's basically been burned alive in this, like, little pit in the ground. And so then he sees her, and then he kind of, like, tries to, like, hold her corpse in his arms, and he's just bawling his eyes out like the only person that managed to make life a little less unbearable in his own life, but now they're gone. And so now he's over here mourning what he lost. And he's like, I'll find whoever did this, and I'll make them pay. And sure enough, I think it was either the samurai who got stabbed, or I think it was like one of the people who he had pissed off in the over the course of his debt collecting services. And uh, they had basically managed, I think, either hire a samurai, or they managed to find the same samurai that his sister had wounded in order to take part in helping them out with their little uh, quote-unquote uh, problem. And as he's literally there in this crater holding the corpse of his sister who's been burned alive, they then proceed to slash him across the back with a sword, thinking that that would be enough to basically kill him. Only it turns out it wasn't. It actually wasn't enough. And uh, he still had his uh, sickle on him. So then at that point, in just a brief, sweet moment of just glorious revenge, where he was like, you know what? He kind of deserves this win all things considered. So then he gets his sickle, and he proceeds to hack apart the samurai, just tears him to shreds. And then he proceeds to kill the lady, too, who she had, I guess, somehow coaxed or helped get the samurai involved in cutting him down. And so he tears her apart, too, and I'm like, you know what? That that felt good. Not gonna lie. And so then, sure enough, he's kind of suffering from his wounds and it's looking like he's probably not going to have much longer left to live and his sister it's debatable on if she's even remotely has even like the slightest heartbeat left I thought she was beyond long gone 
but uh, so I believe it's him and his sister, and they're just kind of there in the snow. And sure enough, Doma shows up, who I believe is uh, Upper Moon Rank 2? Yes. Okay, yeah. So he's got his whole interesting story and everything else that comes later. But he's kind of got like these, uh, I'm not sure if it was like a, just like a whole bag behind him or what, but he had like all these like human limbs behind him, and it looked like he was even snacking on like an arm or something. And, uh, I thought it was just them. one person, but I could be wrong. Yeah. So he kind of walks over, sees them, and is like, oh, would you look at that? You both seem to have such fine spirits, or something like that. And he's like, they could turn you into a demon if you want, but then know that you'll be subjected to this, this, and this. And we basically just kind of get the idea that essentially the demon that helped to turn these two was a doma and so that's kind of how they became involved with uh oh what's his name uh the main demon guy michael jackson muzan like muzan kibutsuji yeah so that's how they kind of became associated with him and the his demons and their organization and the whole the upper rank demons and all that jazz and then on top of that, I think I might have explained it before in the last video, but basically the implication was that since they're being turned into demons, because by the main point of the Entertainment District arc, a hundred years had passed, and they had mentioned how the positions within the Upper Moons hadn't really changed that much since that time. So basically their positions hadn't been changed in over a hundred years, and so that they are arguably the only two Upper Moons to retain their own positions the longest out of all of potentially the uh, upper moons that exist outside of maybe like, yeah, Doma and number one. But also potentially the youngest to achieve that feat, at least as far as demons are concerned. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, that's basically in a nutshell the Entertainment District arc. Yeah, boy! Tenkin gets his happy ending, uh, him and his wives, and honestly, I'm gonna... Not gonna lie, I actually thought some of his wives would die in the over the course of the whole thing. Specific. I'm gonna be honest. I was like, I'm, I don't think I'm ready for that. Like, too bro, sad. Man, this is his wives. It's like, uh, I don't think we're look. We already had to deal with Rengoku. I really don't need this right now. <laughs> and, it's fair. Yeah, but it's interesting kind of seeing the parallel between this season and then comparing this half of season two to the Mugen Train arc where each one kind of helped to introduce us to a new Hashira within the plot as it evolved over the course of several episodes. But they each kind of ended very differently. So the first one, you know, you kind of get this little glimmer of hope with Mugen Train thinking, okay, they're going to come out of this alive and in one piece. And then Akaza shows up and just shits on everybody's parade. And then ends up killing the Hashira we were just introduced to, and who we actually started to kind of start to like. Who had just a very That's interesting personality. So it felt like a quote-unquote uh, gut punch. No pun intended. Yeah. And uh, then with this, the Entertainment District arc, after the Mugen Train arc, and we're introduced to the Sound Hashira, who kind of is all about make sure you do it flashily or flashy with style and stuff and 
this person who's a Hashira, but they originally started out as a Shinobi, so it's like, okay, so Samurai and Shinobi clearly existed or did exist at some point in time in this version of a fictionalized uh, Japan. Well, yeah. And so... But then on top of that, so Shinobi, which I, if I remember correctly, I think, wasn't it like, there were, I think in actual Japan, isn't it, you had, there were samurais, there were ninjas, and I think shinobis were like a whole different, like, thing compared to the other two? Like it was its own no, shinobi is just male ninja. Okay, okay, never mind. Kanoichi okay, is so female then, ninja. Yeah, yeah, so then you have the shinobi from ninjas, you have shinobi, and then Kanoichi, and yeah, sure so you got it. Tenken, who's a shinobi, and then his... Uh, Kenoichi wives, uh, Suma, Makio, and uh, Inatsuru. And uh, yeah, you're kind of introduced to him and his personality, which is very different compared to Rengoku's, whereas he kind of carries himself as this like honorable, knightly character, like something out of a Victorian era, like King Arthur kind of thing going on. And then the opposite with Tengen, who's this kind of sort of rough and rowdy but he also likes to make things happen with style and so he's, he cares about style and glamour to a point and the finer things but he's also very energetic and focused <laughs> and he's just very different and uh, even his own fighting style where it's like with Rengoku I think he only fought with one demon blade, one Nichiren blade whereas uh Tengen actually used two of these kind of larger dual blades. Yeah. And so just kind of seeing the differences between the two of them and kind of how Tengen ends up almost second-guessing himself there at one point and actually may just come out of it alive when Rengoku wasn't able to even though he did take on an upper moon. Granted, it was upper six versus upper three, which is a massive difference in power. But yeah. This time around, we had a story arc where, in Season 2, the Hashira didn't die. Instead, he just quit. <laughs> retired. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, retired. I mean, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, he he killed an upper moon and lost yeah, an arm. He did, a, he did his job. He killed yeah, an upper moon. Like, yeah, that's enough of a... Another goal for me, and I'm out. Exactly. And all the while he had, uh, what was it, didn't he make... Uh, Zenitsu and Osuke and Tantro, all three is, uh, what the hell do you call them? Tsuko. Mm, nope, it's, uh... It starts with, like, a K. It starts with a T. T. Like his disciples uh, and training. I almost said Tsukomi, like... but that's not what it is. Hold on. Tsuchikage. Tsu... What? No. Tsuguko. Tsugukos, yes. That's it, it literally means successor. That makes sense. Okay, so yeah, I believe, wasn't it Tengen who had officially made all three of them his uh, successors? I don't know. I know Rengoku did that. Okay. Because I thought Tengen did it as well. I mean, but possible. I but I thought yeah, it was... Yeah, I think he actually did say that, like, there's a brief moment before the fighting had started between uh, Tanjiro and him trying to fight uh, Gyotaro earlier before everything went to shit and started catching on fire. And Daki was distracted by fighting Zenitsu and Inosuke. But before that could happen, when Zenitsu and Inosuke had managed to actually finally Are show up and find them, 
And he's like, these are my Sagukos. It's like, we'll kick your ass. <laughs> We're gonna mess you up! <laughs> and in a way, they actually did. <laughs> they killed True. both of them. True. Alright, well. Yeah, the uh, animation level was, as usual, on par, fantastic. Yeah, Demon Slayer Absolutely does a good gorgeous. job with that. Uh, good job, uh, UFO table. Good job. Yeah, I'm uh, extremely excited for next season, obviously, which is kind of the goal, which I feel like yep. they achieved that. Uh, the Swordsmith Village arc. I hope the show goes on for at least, bare minimum, five seasons. If they can stretch it out long enough to do it sh- so, it I'd be, be more than happy. Yeah. It should be. Um, I'm thinking six. I don't want like an extremely long anime, but... Well, it's like... It helps yeah. something that's got a little bit of meat. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm, I'm used to One Piece, so yeah. Yeah, Naruto is also really long. Literally, Luffy's whole thing is meat. Like, where's the meat? <laughs> True, he loves his meat. Nico, Nico. That's God. not quite it. Niku. There you go. Niku, okay. Niku. <laughs> don't you mean Miku, Miku? No, Niku is meat in Japanese. I'm thinking Miku, Miku, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Miku, it is. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Like, you did a wonderful job, by the way. Yeah, I tried you did. to speed through that as fast as I could. You did, really good. You did a great job. Um... So yeah, that was Entertainment District, uh, the second part. Finally finished it. I think the audio went okay. Um, next week, we're going to do a news episode. News! And then after that, we will do our review of Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid Season 1. Oof. Where I forced Colton to watch A Slice of Life. It honestly wasn't as bad as I thought. Yeah, it's pretty great. I chose a decent one. Romance dramas, or the romance ones, might not be so we'll see. receptive for, but yeah, I know. Maybe I, I'll I throw know one in there. Day. Maybe Colton. I'll throw one in there. Colton, my dress-up darling, watch <laughs> it. Okay. Yo, Spy Family, watch it. Is Spy Family a romance? Um, not, eh. not really, no. But, like... I want to watch it. No, it's... I not. need to watch that, too. I still haven't. You so should okay. watch it. It's it's and not a romance. That everybody's going on and on about your... I'm like, okay, I get it. Do you? You haven't watched it. She Once you watch it, you will get it. Par. Cool. Well, that didn't happen yet. <laughs> well. All right. Uh, I think that's all we have, then. So. That is all we have for the evening. Um, see you next time, and goodbye. Peace. Peace. Stay weepish. <laughs>